With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fire and Pod, a podcast where we recap all things House of the Dragon uh, from HBO's show um, House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones spinoff prequel. Um, I am, we are here, sorry, I'm all over the place today. We are here on behalf of Silent Podcast, where we are anything but silent. I am your host, Katie, and I am here with my two wonderful co-hosts, Chanel. Chanel, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I hope you're doing well. Good. Thank you. I am. And Javier, Javier, how are you? I'm great. Hope you're both doing well as well. Yes, I'm glad we're all seeming to do well. It's finally cooling off here in New York, which is really yes. exciting. Oh, I it's have cold here today. On. It's great. Oh my goodness. I need sweater weather. Yes. Yeah. I love sweater weather. <laughs> um, we are at the halfway point. We've made it. We're halfway through. We're we've reached the peak, and now we're just heading down the mountain for uh, House of the Dragon. What do you guys think so far? How how do you feel about this week's episode? We have a time jump next week. New actors. We have to say goodbye to all of the characters that we... Well, not really the characters, but all the actors that have made these characters who we know and I guess we love. Most of... We love and we also don't love. Um, what do you... How do you guys feel? 
I'm sad. I'm sad too. I feel like the young actors did such a good job. Honestly, like they just they killed it, and now they're just and like even uh, in this week's episode, um, is it Lena? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lena's character, like Lena's new actress, was here for like yeah. all yes. of one second, and now yes. she's gone. Right. So, uh, but the you know, uh, Rhaenyra and Allison's characters just like killed it, and even Lenore's too. Um, so it's it sucks. I'm sure the older ones will be good, but they just like set such a good foundation for you know the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I fully agree. I feel like every week I praise Rhaenyra's actor, so. I know gonna miss her um but it was quite definitely my favorite episode of the season so i'm like super excited to talk about it this was when this episode i was like this is game of thrones this is it right here this is what i'm signed up for so very excited to talk about this episode yeah, I'm excited too. We're coming to you guys a day later than usual. Um, my fault. I had some scheduling stuff this week, but um, I did just rewatch the episode again, and I feel like the pacing of this episode, I loved it. It felt like there were a few major scenes, but we weren't doing too much. It was it just moved really quickly. Um, we we got a lot of really meaty scenes so far. I think um, you know these actors and actresses. They really they're going to be a tough act to follow. I think this was an amazing episode for Allison's actor specifically. She did a really great job. Um, So it's kind of a bummer that like, it feels like that was her breakout episode for Allison. And now we just jump into the future for her. So she got, you know, she's been good this whole time, I think, but this really was her, was her standout show for me. Um, But yeah, I think, uh, what a time. Let's just jump right into it. Um, We start this episode at the veil and we meet Rhea, Damon's wife. Um, is she what you expected? Because we heard some pretty terrible things about her from Damon and she actually seemed like she was very pretty and she, um, was also a total badass for a minute. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. She was definitely not what I expected. Yeah. I definitely didn't expect her like that. I don't know what it is with Damon. Like maybe he just doesn't like that. His wife was chosen for him Probably. and just resents it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I did not. Ex- I expected someone to be a bit more like, I guess, you know, like she like agree. She was very badass. Like I was expecting someone more meek, you know, for him to yeah. be like so mean towards her. But she seems like a cool, badass person. And it sucks. We got like five minutes of her because <laughs> yeah. I feel like she would have she has some layers to her that we're obviously never going to see anymore. But yeah. Yeah. Rough. Shout out to her. Rough time. We barely knew you, but uh, basically She's out in the veil. We start off in the episode. We open it up. We kind of don't really know who these people are right away until, and then we, you know, she's there with her cousin. I think his name is Gerald. We learn later. Uh, And he offers to go riding with her as she goes out to hunt. And she says she would rather ride alone. Doesn't seem like she really likes her cousin very much. She's just like, no, I'm good. Like, leave me alone. Um, He should have gone with her, though, because we do see Damon show up in his Anakin Skywalker best uh, (laughs) outfit, standing in just, uh, you know, she's on her way back, I guess, to the the castle of the veil. I apologize for my door (laughs) slamming in the background. I my window open um and uh he doesn't say a word to her which is i think like kind of the most chilling part of this but she just basically is like oh hello husband and that's i think when we really realize who she is uh and then she just talks a lot of shit to him basically and everything that he said about her about the sheep being more beautiful than the women in the veil has gotten back to her and uh she throws it right back in his face yeah, she's a spitfire. <laughs> she is a spitfire. That wife of his. Like, maybe she that's is. why she. he also hates it, because she's just not, like, you know. 
he's he can't be dominant over her even though like you know Renera who he also likes he can't be over her either so um but yeah it's just I like I like her I'm sad we didn't get to see more of her <laughs> me too yeah me I too she kind of throws in his face that they haven't yet consummated the marriage. So yeah. this is now becoming a theme with Damon. We saw, I think, in the first episode um, that he was having some performance issues. We heard from the director last episode, even though we couldn't really tell that that was happening, that he was having performance issues with Rhaenyra. We hear again. I don't know if he's attempted to uh, consummate his marriage with her or not, but she throws it back in his face a few minutes later. Um, but he approaches the horse, again, not saying anything, and the horse bucks her off she realizes that he's about to do something to her and she reaches for her bow but the horse bucks her off the back did you guys get the sense the horse also fell on top of her did Mm -hmm. you guys get the sense that she was paralyzed here or just had broken bones it seemed like when he stepped on her arm she might have felt it it was i think they left it open to, to interpretation but it did seem like she was paralyzed well i think you heard the back crack yeah when she fell down and then I think he was stepping on her arm to make sure that she was paralyzed because mm. she didn't really, her reaction was more like, oh, crap, like I can't yeah. move. Yeah. Then it was pain. So I think she was like completely paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely, it was like, it was sad, you know, I was like, who is this woman? And out of nowhere, like we just meet her and she was provoking Damon, I guess, but that might be their relation. You know, we don't really know what their relationship is like. Right. So she, I was like, Ma'am, you see this man, he's looking kind of crazy and you're provoking him. Maybe you should be ready from the jump with your bow and arrows. That's what I was thinking while watching Right, right. I think she probably should have maybe anticipated this from him or something from him. Like, why would he be there? Obviously, something else is is going on. But Mm -hmm. she's laying there. She has her arms kind of sprawled open. um, And she just says, I knew you couldn't finish. And he seems to have been walking away and was going to leave her there to die. And I I was curious what you guys thought. Like, did did you guys think that this comment from her got him to come back and finish what he started or was his plan to come there the whole time? Cause he comes back, he picks up a rock and we are left to assume what happens here, but we do find out later that she quote unquote had a hunting accident uh, and her head and neck were, were basically bashed in. It sounds like, um, do you think this was a, his plan all along to kill her or? Oh yeah. 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 No. Cause he's not going to just leave her there. Like, paralyzed and then she can just say that Mm -hmm. he did that to her like that doesn't make any sense I think he wanted to kill her for sure because he just wanted he didn't want her as his wife anymore and also it's kind of politically works because he gets her lands because they had no heir so right you know he gets he gets a couple things gained from this happening Mm -hmm. yeah no I definitely think he went there to kill her as well I will say that now that I watched the whole episode, I know. But at first, I was like, what is going on? Like, what was the point mm-hmm. of the scene at first? I was very lost. I was like, are you trying to show me a, another side of Damon? But we already know Damon has this side to him. Right. So at first, I was very confused as to why he killed his wife. But then, of course, we learned, like Chanel said, you know, he wanted something to gain from it. So it didn't, It ended up making sense. But at first, I was super confused as to why he killed her. Yeah, this seemed like this scene kind of came a little bit out of nowhere. I wasn't really expecting. I mean, we knew in last week's episode that Viserys sent Damon back to the Vale, but since when does Damon do what he's told? Um, but it seems like maybe, Chanel, to your point, there there is a really good political reason for him to be there and for him to um, to kill his wife because they don't have an heir. They haven't consummated their marriage. She's not pregnant. She doesn't, there, there's no kids in this marriage. So everything would then be left to him as he states later. Uh, and 
it's it's curious to see. I, I'm curious to, t- to see what Damon's plan is here. Um, is he trying to gather some troops and gather some political, you know, like stronghold around on the Vale? Is he trying to get some bannermen? Is he making future plans? I guess we'll we'll find out. But it is it is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the time jump because clearly his fam her family doesn't like him. So right. it's, I feel like it's going to be hard for him to get these people to support him at the Vale, given that he's abandoned these people already. So I hope the time jump does, if that is what's going to happen, that they do give an explanation as to why he has so much power in the Vale. Because I do know, like, sometimes shows like to just do these time jumps and not, like, really explain mm-hmm. certain things. So I think, to me, this this is not a minuscule detail. So I hope they kind of explain what happens if he does end up, you know, ruling the Vale or whatever happens at the Vale with him. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. I I hope that this does get addressed because um, I'll jump ahead a little bit here, but he does tell uh, uh, her cousin, Gerald, that um, he's going to come and and petition Lady Jane of the Vale himself. Uh, So we'll see if he gets what he's hoping for. Um, But it does seem like they they already know what happened here. They know that she didn't have a hunting accident. They know Damon was there. I can't imagine Damon's able to fly into the Vale anyway unnoticed. I mean, he's on a dragon. You you can see dragons. You can hear dragons. I can't imagine he can just sneak in. So I think we'll find out. Hopefully we find out what happens there. So from there, we're on our way to Driftmark. Um, Viserys is sick. This is a quick scene. We see that he's sick. It's it's hard to tell if he's just seasick or if he's just sick, sick from whatever is ailing him. But he's got a vomit bucket. He's like, no, I don't need this. But then he vomits over the side anyway. And then we just get a quick look of Rhaenyra kind of giving him a glance of uh, and, and seeing that that he's he's not doing so well. Um, rough rough look for Viserys he's every day every well every episode it seems like we get we get a little further worse worse. Um, along yeah. his whatever is going on with him yeah. um feeling so great about him yeah I know well well we'll talk about it later yeah. um but before we get too deep into what happens at Driftmark um I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit to King's Landing um so it's pouring rain at King, King's Landing and Otto is getting ready to to leave and seemingly head back to the Hightower um, and Allison comes out. She wants a moment with him before he leaves. She doesn't want to see him go. She's upset. She says she believed Rhaenyra. He was like, well, you made your decision. You you and the king both chose Rhaenyra. You you know, you believed her. Uh, and she's like, you know, this maybe was a mistake. Like, maybe your information was wrong, but I didn't want this outcome. And uh, he kind of throws it back in her face and is like, well, this is your fault, basically. This is your fault, and it's the king's fault that I'm here. Uh, and he's kind of an asshole. Um but she's like, you know, maybe you shouldn't have been so relentless for wanting Aegon mm-hmm. to be heir. And he gives her a pretty good speech here. And he says, listen to me, daughter, the king will die. Uh, it may be months or years, but he will not live to be an old man, which we know that he knows Viserys is, is not doing well. Um, if Rhaenyra succeeds him, war will follow. Do you understand? The realm will not accept her. And to secure her claim, she'll have to put your children to the sword. She'll have no choice. You know it. You're no fool, and yet you choose not to see it. The time is coming, Allison. Either you prepare Aegon to rule, or you cleave to Rhaenyra and pray for her mercy. Rough. Um... He's basically saying, like, Rhaenyra is going to kill your kids. So you have to either, like, do something about that or just let it happen. You maybe have to beg or you just have to have to really take a strong stand here. Um, And he hugs her. She's crying. He leaves. This is a great scene. He's a great actor, um, the actor who plays Otto. I know we've talked a little bit about him kind of being more along the lines of Littlefinger. I kind of get a little more of a Varys vibe from him because Varys was very much about protecting the realm. Um, Littlefinger really was about 
protecting himself and you know rising to power but but um but Varys really seemed like he was really you know he says it kind of at the end of the show right he's like she's you know uh Daenerys is not good for the realm like Jon Snow is good for the realm this he's all about protecting the realm that's kind of what I get from Otto like he wants to restore peace he wants to do the right thing he's conniving in his in getting there but it does seem like his intentions aren't really to propel himself necessarily to power or maybe it's a little bit of both but what did you guys think about this scene? Um, I I like the scene. Like like you said, the actor is just like really really amazing. Yeah. I think it triggered something in Allison here. Like I think this might be the turning point for her to realize like she has to pick a side mm-hmm. essentially. Um, I don't think I like as much as Rhaenyra is like very like um you know very cutthroat or whatever like i don't think she would have done that to the children i think he's just putting that in her head to like kind of Mm -hmm. poison her in a way that she'll finally like you know push for her children to rule versus rhaenyra um like is it possible yeah but i don't i think if she had just aligned with her and and she would have let her and the kids just live freely you know what i mean so i i think he's wrong i think he's trying to uh get something out of it um yeah i feel like he's a mix of both little finger and berries because yeah. little finger when it came to people he loved you know when it was catlin or sansa or whatever like he was very protective he did his stuff like he did his thing there uh, but at the end of the day he was always behind the scenes like trying to mm-hmm. get things done does he want to protect the realm i don't know i don't think he wants to protect the realm at all i don't think he could get he gives two hecks about the realm he's just wants his grandchildren in power mm. at this point so um i feel like it may seem like he cares about the realm but i don't think he cares about the realm whatsoever because if he really cared about the realm um you know he would just <laughs> you know not put his daughter like i don't know he wouldn't put his daughter mm-hmm. in that position like that didn't yeah. make any sense for the realm or like put, say you should ma- like have her marry my uh my grandson or our grandson right like right huh <laughs> like you know so yeah i i i think he's a little bit more little finger than berries honestly mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you make no, a lot I- of points yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I fully agree with Chanel. Chanel pretty much said what I wanted to say. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yes, I definitely agree. Definitely more Littlefinger than mm. Varys. Um, at the end, I feel like, because at the end of it, all these things are going to help Otto and his gain. It might not help him become king or anything, but it will give him more influence if it's like Aegon in power, etc. And the second point I wanted to make was, yeah, I agree. Like, I feel like the show is not addressing the fact that at the end of the day, these kids are also Rhaenyra's siblings. And I, I mentioned right. this in an episode when we did in a podcast or two ago. I mean, we haven't really seen any like relationship between Rhaenyra and Aegon. And I'm assuming, I think in the time jump, we will now that Aegon is going to be like a teenager, et cetera, however yeah. old he is. Um, and I think we're going to see a different side to Rhaenyra in the sense that she's going to feel conflicted towards Aegon, but I don't think she would ever hurt Aegon. I don't, that's not the vibes that I get from Rhaenyra. Um, so I definitely think Otto's just saying that, you know, just to further manipulate Allison mm-hmm. and in that sense, you know, further get what he wants, which is Aegon in power. So at the end of the day, I do think he's being more Littlefinger in this instant does give me more Littlefinger vibes in Varys. Okay, you guys convinced me. <laughs> you guys convinced me. Yeah, I I agree with everything you guys are saying. I think, um, yeah, you guys are right. I think this is a really interesting scene to me because like obviously he's coming from a place of love 
to Allison. Like, it seems like he is concerned about her and the future. Um, but I guess, again, we don't, we don't know what his motivations are really are. And I, and I, I wonder if, given that we know the time jump is the next episode, are we going to see more of Otto or is this really going to be the last that we see of him? But I guess we'll find out. Um, in the next scene, though, we do see Lara Strong, who is Lionel Strong's son, uh, standing outside at the Godswood and the queen is standing at the tree, at the Godswood tree. She's thinking, um, he starts talking about this plant that is not native to King's Landing, but it's still thriving. It's, it's native to, to Bravos. Nature is a very interesting thing. And here is like the peak little finger of it all. Um, this guy, uh, he's kind of, he's a little messy. Uh, he basically says to her that, you know, since nobody invites him to speak, he does a lot of listening uh, and he starts taking in a lot of these things. So he starts giving her gossip, sort of. He says to her that her father is a good man. Um, and she's like, yeah, I mean, this worked out really well for your dad. Basically, your dad's the new hand of the king, Lionel Strong. Uh, and he basically says, you know, the matter of your father's departure departure does feel like a little bit of an injustice. Um, and she, he says to her, you know, I think you might need some allies. And she's like, I'm the queen. I have tons of allies. But she really is alone here. Like, her father is... She doesn't have her near anymore. She's... The power dynamic with the king is totally off. Uh, she, who else does she have, right? I don't know that she's super interested in this guy being her ally, but he does say to her, you know, oh, I hope the queen is doing okay, or the princess, because she is, um, you know, I see she's she's become unwell. And he tells her about the tea that the Grand Maester brought to her. And I think this is really when it hits Alicent that, okay, Rhaenyra's been lying to me. The king knew because he says that the king gave the direction to the Grand Maester to bring the tea. Um, and she's pretty much just like, oh, well, she sailed away to Driftmark with the king yesterday. And I think it's all hitting her now. Like, oh, the king knew. He didn't tell me the truth. Rhaenyra lied to me. Something obviously happened. I'm alone. My dad's gone. It's my fault because I believed Rhaenyra and I had her back with her father. And now I'm totally in this all by myself. Um, and I'm sure her father's words are resonating with her because it seems like that scene probably just happened a little while earlier where he's, you know, he's saying Rhaenyra is either going to show you mercy or, or kill your kids basically. So now she realizes that she really can't trust Rhaenyra. What do you guys, what do you guys think here? I mean, it's interesting. I find it interesting because I don't really feel like it's necessarily true that Viserys knew what happened with Rhaenyra. I think maybe that could have been a precaution that he took just in case Rhaenyra was lying to him. Like, this was interesting to me that this hit her so hard because, yeah, maybe he was just like, listen, I don't know who's telling me the truth, so just, like, drink this tea. She's spiraling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know what to believe. She's young, too. Like, they're, what, 18? Yeah, I don't think that we get any confirmation of any time jumps here. Maybe like a couple of months, I don't, but I think I they're, don't think they're so, probably yeah. around 18. Because the baby, like she just had her daughter, do like her daughter's a baby. Yeah. So yep. like there may be 19 tops. Yeah. Like she literally has just been dealing with this crap for the last three years, like of the mm -hmm. back and forth. Her, fa her only family is gone at this point. Uh, I don't think she knows what to believe. I feel like she's like literally just slowly going crazy at this point. Like, yep. Like, the one person that she thought she had was Rhaenyra, and now is lying to her. So, who does she have? And she's probably, again, going crazy because she's, you know, they show the scene with her and the baby, and then she kind of just hands off the baby. Like, she's dealing with, you know, her children and being a young mother and whatever. Like, it's just, I, I feel like she's just spiraling at this yeah. point. 
Yeah, no, I fully agree with the Allison takes that. I definitely think she's very overwhelmed and lots going on. Her dad is leaving the kingdom. She learns this bad news about Rhaenyra and like her and Rhaenyra were kind of making way again. Mm -hmm. And if we remember, Rhaenyra also swore on her mom. So like Allison probably took it to heart is now learning that, okay, Rhaenyra lights and Rhaenyra will do. And like, maybe I feel like Allison is finally in the sense that now she's starting to think, okay, maybe Rhaenyra is this like dark person that my dad was saying, because yeah. if she would swear on her mother and then lie to me, maybe Rhaenyra does have a lot of evil potential in her. So I definitely think that is um, causing Allison to spiral, but also this little Lord Laris, I must say, mm. The moment I saw him, I was like, this man is going to be slimy. You cannot yep. trust him. He, we're, we're probably going to see him. I feel like he's going to pop up a lot, little, like a little bird in Allison's ear saying like negative things to like continue to like push Allison down another path. What his motives are, I, we obviously don't know yet. So I'll definitely be seeing what happens with him. If he's going to be like a minor character, or what's going to happen with this Lord Laris, but don't trust him at all. Yeah, and it's interesting because when we think back, I think it was episode three, the episode with the hunt, um, we see him go into, you know, the area where all the women are sitting um, and he's just like, oh, do you mind? If and he seems very meek. Um, but I think at that point, we probably should have realized that, you know, he's just listening to what's going on. He's listening to the gossip. And now we're seeing him put some of the gossip into action. Um, but it's interesting. I'm really curious to see what his motivation is, especially with his father as the new hand of the king. Like, is he going to use it to further things for his father? Because his father really does seem like he's uh, a really loyal and noble man. Like, he's very different than Otto. That's smart. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm curious to see where, where things go with him. Um, but Allison, you can see that she's really shaken by this and, and something changes in her. So going back to Driftmark, um, the king and Rhaenyra have sailed over to Driftmark uh, to... I'm just going back in my notes to find what I wrote about here. Um, so Viserys still sick. He He's just a mess. Then we, we cut to them in the carriage. He's still not feeling well. So I think we can assume that this isn't just a sea sickness, that he's just not doing so hot um they're riding in silence he's sweaty he's he's just a mess he's he's when they get off the the carriage he's like pale his lips are like white he's just a disaster there's no one there to meet him it's just uh Lenor and uh joffrey uh who is i guess he's he's a knight or the protector of Lenor. it seems like he's whatever version they have of kind of like the king's guard he seems like he's one of their bannermen maybe um and they're just alone in the front of the castle just fighting with each other and they're like oh hey like what's up <laughs> um so really not a grand welcome for the mm -hmm. king and lionel strong is pissed about this he's like what kind of welcome is this for the king like no one's here to greet us like this is ridiculous um and lena comes out with corliss's brother and they greet the king and Lionel is like, what kind of like, what are you guys doing here? And she's like, oh, you know, my father's been away and he's just resting. So come inside and, and we'll meet in the throne room in the hall. Uh, they come in, they speak in the hall. The king is kind of like, let's just get this over with. Um, and Rainey's, then we finally see Rainey's. She comes out. She gives the king a really warm welcome and she grabs his hand. And she's like, oh, cousin. And then she realizes like something's like, he's missing like half of yeah. his fingers at this point. Yeah. He's like, his limbs are falling off. And she's like, oh, are you well, cousin? He's like, very. Which I thought was very mm -hmm. funny because like, obviously he's like, yeah. Where are really your well. fingers, bro? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, what do you think moment? Like you, you just felt my yeah. hand it's half not there. Come on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, do you think I'm doing well? I don't really know here. Um, but Corliss then breaks the news about Rhea Royce to, um, to the king. Uh, and you kind of get like a sense. I, I mean, I feel like, you know, Lionel looks on a little bit and it seems like he realizes something fishy is going on here. 
I don't, we don't unfortunately see the resolution to this really in the episode, but it does feel like a few times in this episode, Lionel kind of like gets his like haunches up a little bit about what, about this story, which is interesting. Um, but they then discuss the marriage between Leonor and Rhaenyra. Um, you know, Viserys is really trying to right his wrongs here uh, and, and say, you know, it's long past time our houses are united in blood. Corlys starts to negotiate a little bit and he's like, listen, I just want to know what's going on with the succession. Uh, and Viserys, progressive man that he is, says, you know, Rhaenyra is going to be the queen when I pass away. She's going to succeed me. And their heir, their firstborn, regardless of gender, is going to take the throne. So he's paving the way, King Viserys. Love to see Good. it. Who would have thought Viserys would be the progressive king that right? um, the Westeros needed? Yeah. I feel like he's like paying his dues for like basically murdering his wife for a son that was never to be. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? True. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, so he also wants to know what these kids' names are going to be, Corliss. He's like, are they going to be Valerian? Like, you know, their father? Uh, are they going to rule with the name of Valerian? And he's like, you want us to just get rid of our dynasty just to, like, hold up this tradition? Like, yeah, I don't really think so. Uh, and he he says, like, certainly you're not suggesting that the Targaryen die with uh, Rhaenyra simply because she's a woman. And Corliss is like, I'm just trying to, I'm just asking. Listen, I'm just asking here. Uh, so they make a negotiation. And at birth, the kids will take the Valerian name. Um, but when they ascend the throne, the firstborn ascends the throne, they will rule with the name Targaryen and they will keep the legacy alive of, uh, you know, the Targaryens have ruled for the past hundred years and they will continue to rule a hundred more. They agree. We have a wedding. Time to celebrate. That scene was to me, very, I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of unnecessary. It was just a weird moment for me. Mm -hmm. They get the name when they're born and then they switch. And like, what was the whole... Maybe I'm looking too deep into it, but I didn't really see the point of that little conversation. Like he'll be t he'll be Valerian, then he'll be Targaryen. Like what? It's a power struggle. Like Corlys yeah. is like trying to keep the upper hand, but really at the but because he mentioned it in the scene. Because after he was talking to his wife and he was talking about, well, you should have been the queen in the first place, mm -hmm. right? So right. he's still holding on to that. So I think he was just trying to get, you know their power play in there by adding mm -hmm. the name and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think it was a good compromise, honestly. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, like the others get to keep the last name, but the one on the throne has to be Targaryen just to keep, you know, that name. Uh, I think, I think it made sense. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. Um, they, the series still in the scene, not doing so hot he's like coughing they keep trying to get him a chair he's like i don't need a chair and then he just basically leaves after this he's like all right we're done uh and a little while later uh Rhaenys comes downstairs and she's like oh the king went to bed um because you know he well he gets a ship ready and they have a nice conversation um i really like their relationship it seems i actually like corliss i mean he's kind of a dick a little bit but i like that he really <laughs> stands for what it seems like he believes in so he has been, um, you know, he seems happy. He's like, did I push a little too hard? And she's like, listen, it was undignified for him to even sail here and beg for Lena's hand in marriage. Um, she's concerned, though, because, well, I guess maybe we should not jump so far ahead. But it sounds like, uh, you know, prior to this scene, Rhaenyra and Lena are walking the beach. Uh, she tells him that she's glad that it's him. Um, you know, they've grown up together. They know each other. They both know that this is, though, is going to be a loveless marriage because he's part of the LGBTQ community. He prefers goose. She prefers duck. That's just the preference. Neither one of their preferences are going to change. Um, so 
that's that. So she's like, why don't we just have an open relationship? Um, you know, like I'll do my thing, you do your thing, and we will do our duty to the realm and to our fathers and to the throne. But we once that's done, we can go our own way and, you know, it seems like they'll they'll rule and be friendly and they like each other and they they can have a good, you know, working relationship and a good relationship as, you know, confidants, but when it comes to love, they can both do their own thing. So, uh so Rainey's mentions this not this but just as you know you know our son doesn't fancy women um so i'm worried for him and he's like it's a phase it'll he'll grow out of it Guess what, Carlos? he won't grow out of it that's not how that works uh and she's concerned that he's going to be put into danger because people are going to resist rhaenyra being queen yeah i think that's fair um i think the father is delusional they know his true nature the son's true nature um but she brings up a good point. Like, if he's found out, like, you know, who knows what might happen? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think, um, you know, sh- he's very hung up on, you know, supporting his wife, it feels like. And is like, you yeah. should have been queen. It's yes. more than time that, you know, we may pave the way for this in the future to right the wrong that was done to you. And she's like, listen, you need to let it go. There's, a, I agree with you, but now there's a there's a male heir, and she's going to be challenged, and like this just is what it is. Like yeah. this is basically how this world works, and nothing's going to change. And he's like, no, like it should have been you. And she's like, listen, I'm over it. You That's need to get done. over it. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm the over it. Yeah, like we got to move on from this. Yeah. So it's interesting that he is still so supportive of her, and she's just like, we got to move on. Like this is not going to be good. This is not going to be a good situation. Yeah, I really, I mentioned this a few episodes back too, but I really love the relationship between Corliss mm-hmm. and Rainey's, and I'm glad we got more scenes of them. And you can really see that, like, they actually, they genuinely care about each other. And I like to see that, you know, it seems like these two have a decent relationship in Westeros, yeah. which doesn't happen often amongst the royalty, you know? They usually have some tumultuous relationships going on. Um, but yeah, it seems like Rainey's is very much like, if I'm over it, you should be over it. Like, let's move on. But you can also kind of see how like jaded Rhaenys is. And it's kind of yeah. sad at the same time to see that Rhaenyra has this chance to be like this female queen and she's not really supporting it. And it's kind of sad to see that Rhaenys doesn't have that, like even a little bit of like fire in her to be like, yeah, fine, I guess I can. Hopefully Rhaenys comes around is what I'm trying to get at. You know, like it would be great to see Rhaenys support her just because, you know, if Rhaenys couldn't do it. Like I, I'm of the type of person, like if I couldn't do it, at least like my successors can do it. Like I, at least I can set the stage for someone else to do it. So I hope that we get that side of Rainis out eventually, because I think that would be great to see. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It feels like Corliss is being super progressive here in the way he's thinking, and he just wants the right person to sit on the throne, right? And he's like, you were the right person then. If Rhaenyra is the right person now, then we need to allow her to do this. And she seems much more traditional in her thinking, like, listen, they wouldn't accept me. They're not going to accept her. But I would hope that she realizes this is the firstborn heir to King Viserys. This is the true rightful heir and if they wouldn't support me i really want them to support her and this is the right way that we should move forward and it it does feel like she's much more apprehensive than i would expect part of me wonders like is it because she wasn't afforded what rainier is being afforded uh or is it that she really truly feels like she's going to be contested and that this is going to be a war is going to break out this is going to be a huge issue um so i guess we'll see we'll we'll have to see where rainy's um comes on that scale but uh i really like the scene between them i i like you said javier i really you know i I like their relationship a lot and i like that it seems like corliss is very strong in his in his beliefs in his beliefs and king cash in the chat said uh 
Viserys patched the way for Cersei to be queen. So big yikes. <laughs> if you want to tie it all the way back to uh, it didn't work out so well for Cersei or for King's Landing when Cersei was queen. Yeah. Rough. <laughs> rough. Maybe in hindsight, not so great. Um, we get a quick scene of Lena and Joffrey. So, you know, Joffrey's kind of like, I realize, you know, this day was going to come. I've always dreaded this. But uh, he says, you know, this is interesting, though, that that uh, Rhaenyra is OK with this. She must have a suitor of her own or someone that she has feelings for. Um, and that's pretty much it. It's very quick. He just says, you know, you're going to need a swarm protector. So I'll be your swarm protector. We'll still be close to each other and we'll see what happens. And they have like a little flirty situation. Uh, and we realize here that obviously they've been in a relationship for a while. They really care for each other. This day was always going to come. And this is really the best they could kind of hope for in the in the situation, right? Like, Rhaenyra knows um, that Joffrey, uh, I'm sorry, that Lenor, um, you know, is on into women. And she's fine with it. She'll go do her own thing. She's not going to be, you know, force him into something that he's not comfortable with doing and not interested in. And he can do his own thing. She could do her own thing. What could go wrong? <laughs> a great arrangement yeah can't see anything going wrong here it works and honestly like i could kind of see where radio is coming from because she's been trying to like you know she wants she wants to be with who she wants to be but also appease her father so in her brain i'm sure it's like oh this is the perfect idea i'm gonna do what the realm wants i'm gonna marry valerian strong blah 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 but also like on the side me and cole are gonna have a great time so right (laughs) yeah rhaenyra it's interesting i she's really doing a lot and i'm not mad at her for it like i i see where she's coming from it's almost like you know you're you're willing to do these things and uphold tradition but in her own way Mm -hmm. and she doesn't think through the consequences of a lot of these things of her actions i think that's what we really realize like she's she's a little reckless she's very rash she makes a lot of decisions that she doesn't think about what could happen um yeah i mean i don't know what the birth control situation is in king's landing but it doesn't seem great so like what's gonna happen (laughs) maybe we'll find out i don't really know but yeah it just doesn't seem like this is a great idea i mean in theory yeah it's great they should be able to do whatever they want they shouldn't even have to be in this arranged marriage to begin with so they may as well be with who they really want to be with but in execution maybe not gonna work the way that we we would hope it would or that they would hope it would and we see that very quickly (laughs) we do see it very quickly in a few different ways uh we right after this scene we see everybody sailing back to king's landing um rainier is on i don't know if it's the bow or whatever part of the, whatever she's standing on the ship and Kristen cole comes out he's not in his armor and he's got like butterflies in his eyes and he has this great idea and is like i needed to see you let's just run away together screw the throne we'll go to essos we'll explore you know where all the oranges and the spices come from and we can be free and we'll get married and we'll love each other and it'll be amazing um you know we can live no one will even know who we are we'll be nameless which like dude uh she has like glowing blonde hair i don't think you i don't how could she be nameless first of all she's clearly a targaryen Uh, this is a choice from Kristen Cole. I want to know what you guys think about this before we even get to how Rhaenyra responds, but like he's what? crazy. <laughs> he is crazy. He should know she wants the throne. Hello. Right. Yeah, this was this was one of the points in the episode where I was like hold on, what's going on here? Like I first of all, this coming from from Sir Kristen Cole who seems to be like, you know, I felt like he's like an older person. Like, I would think he'd have a bit more understanding of how the world works. 
And I, I, I would think he would understand Rhaenyra a little bit more than to think that Rhaenyra would want to run away into basically hiding and like live this like fairy tale life and hiding with him. Um, you would think that he would know Rhaenyra better than that. Um, so yeah, it was very like, it was very interesting to see this side of Kristen Cole's character. But then I guess I remember that Sir Cole is, you know, he has never had sex with anyone besides Rhaenyra. So maybe he, this is why he like has been so smitten with Rhaenyra. So I guess maybe that might be why he's a little naive. Cause this is the first woman he's ever laid with. So maybe that's why he's like falling in like love almost so quickly. So that kind maybe that's why he's acting this, like, in my opinion, insane way, but that's the yeah. only explanation I can have. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a spiral. We talked yeah, about Allison spiraling. This guy is spiraling. Maybe he just um, realizes that uh, she's going to get married and maybe she'll like lose interest in him or not want to be with him or, you know something like that yeah it's it's interesting because he he says you know in this conversation he's like this isn't you you have said this whole time i've known you for years that you don't want to be just sold off um and it's kind of like yeah she can say that all she wants but she still knows she's gonna do it she, yeah like <laughs> she knows what her duty is especially as heir she was named the heir what do you think what do you think she's gonna do she's gonna be like mm, i don't think i'm gonna be queen i'm just gonna i'm the only targaryen left well i guess not really anymore because they're the two kids but like i was my father's sworn heir it's just me my dad my mom passed away but i'm just gonna bounce with you and we'll go to essos and we'll check out some spices like i don't get it <laughs> See, gp in the chat says cole was tripping no one's running away with you to be poor oranges don't you don't you the feast we have on the regular right like it's like what what are we thinking here so she pretty much shuts him down she's like um like i'm gonna leave you for some spices like i don't really i'm gonna i'm gonna ditch sense. the crown uh and he basically says to her like you know leave the crown and she's like i am the crown and i, I thought that was a great line from her she is the crown like aegon the conqueror came and conquered the seven kingdoms she's just gonna give that all she has a she has a reputation to, to uphold he really expects her to leave all of this behind just because they had sex one time and now yeah. he like can't get over it yeah yeah, exactly. It's kind of like giving incel vibes to me a little bit. No, I agree. I was, uh, for, I wrote, first of all, in this scene, I wrote, Rhaenyra was basically calling uh, Sir Cole like a professional side piece. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll have you on the side forever. Don't worry about it. I won't, I won't forget about you. And he's like, and also Sir Cole was being a bit problematic, well, more than a bit, but he was being very problematic. Like when he's talking about how he'll sold his chastity, which basically is he's trying to say that Rhaenyra, just because they had sex once is not worth it. That's how I took it. Like he's trying right. to say they're not worth as much because they had sex once. So it was like low-key problematic what Sir Cole was saying too. I was like, come on, sir. Like this is not the Rhaenyra you know is Rhaenyra tries to portray herself as like this strong woman to like tell her something like this just seems very like I don't think you're speaking to Rhaenyra the way that would get her to be on your side in this conversation. So very, right. It's like, do you even know her? Exactly. Like it just feels like you, you know, you're saying sitting there saying, like, I know you and I know this is yeah. what you want. But if you really knew her, you would know that that she wants to be the first queen. She wants to rule. She wants to do a good job. She wants like she even says, like, I'm gonna give up infamy for like running away like a ship in wherever. Um and he and and Javier, you're totally right. Like he's like, I I gave up my vow. The yeah. the my white cloak was all I had and like I gave it up for you and I've been dealing with the guilt of this. So I thought maybe if I married you this would be worth it. It's like, dude, you yeah, maybe she initiated, but like you went for it. It took 45 minutes at least to take that armor off. Like you could exactly. have changed your mind at any damn time. You came <laughs> in the room. So like don't come on, give me a break. 
Um, yeah, this is this was really weird. This was really weird. Really weird. Mess. Yeah, big mess. Definitely. So she gets, she breaks the news. She's like, "Listen, this is great. Like, I'm getting married, but like, we can still do our thing. Like, you're my sworn protector. You're my white knight. Like, we can do whatever we want. I've already talked to Lenor. Like, we're set." And he's like, "Oh, so I'm just some whore to you?" And then just like walks away. It's like, dude, you need to chill. Like, what do you what do you think was gonna happen here? Did you think she would have really gone for this? Wild. Naive totally wild. man. Very naive. Very naive. Very naive. Uh yeah, rough look for our guy, Kristen. I was I was supporting Kristen up until this point. I really did like him. Same. He seemed like a really nice guy. Yes. Even the first time I watched this episode, I think it really hit me when I watched it again tonight. But I was like, well, that was weird. But like maybe he just like really loves her. But now I'm just like, no, I think mm-hmm. this is really just a way for him to like live with his like mistake and he feels yeah. like he needs to marry her now. I don't know. The whole thing is a disaster. Mm-hmm. They get back to King's Landing. Allison is standing on a balcony uh, and they're the king is like stumbling out of this carriage and they're like, get the leeches. And it's like, all right, I don't know that the leeches are really working, but they're calling for the leeches. She goes inside and and um, someone is telling Kristen Cole, you know, you're being summoned. And he's like, I just dropped Rhaenyra off like two seconds ago. And they're like, no, 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 the queen. So he's like, <laughs> oh, shit. So he goes in and he's just... This is just really not a good episode for Kristen Cole, obviously, no. with the way that it ends. But like even here she's questioning him because she's like, listen, I know you're close to Rhaenyra and I really need to ask you a question. Like it's private, but like the night that Damon came back, like did something happen? And he's just like, yeah, I fucked her. Okay. Like, listen, I did it. And she's like, whoa, I was not, first of all, like ask the question you want to know the answer to. Okay. Use your words. (laughs) Well, like say like, did something happen with Damon? Did you see her and Damon? Like you're beating around the bush here. And then he's just like panicking, like he's caught, but like you really weren't caught, dude. You didn't have to say anything. Oh, what a mess. What a total mess. And she's she is shocked. She's just like, oh shit, that's like not what I expected. <laughs> and he's like, Oh yeah, I mean she initiated it, but like I still did it. So like please, whatever you do, like I know I made a huge mistake. You owe me nothing, but just like just don't torture me, just kill me. And she's just like, Okay, well, I just wanted to know if she had sex with her uncle. Like that's really all I was asking. <laughs> yeah, that was so messy. This whole situation is a disaster. I was literally cracking up. I wrote, Sir Cole literally sung like a bird. Like, he just, like, let it all out. Like, let someone ask you the question before you freaking confess to things that no one probably knew. Because, and honestly, like, how would anyone know that they had that sex that one time? It was just them there. He probably, no one probably would know that if he didn't, like, just blurt it out for no reason. Yeah. This was, this was a bad, uh bad showing again for Chris and Cole and like part of me is like is he just saying this because he's pissed and upset and he's just like yeah whatever okay fine we did this like or is he just feeling like he's caught like I, I don't really know where he's coming from here but like why would you rat out Rhaenyra like you know this is gonna have really bad implications for her too are you just like pissed that you know if I can't have her no one can do you want her to lose the throne do you think that she's going to go with you if Viserys like disinherits her like what are you trying to do here I don't I don't really know that was just not it like I don't know the more we talk about this episode I'm realizing that this was a very bad episode for Sir Cole and like yeah my my like of him has decreased it's decreasing by every moment we talk a little bit more about him i'm starting to <laughs> dislike him more and more he was one of my favorites for four episodes so. i know very unfortunate 
Me too. I was rooting for him. Yeah, exactly. I now was really like, rooting for him. Maybe he needs to go. Like, <laughs> I think he needs to go. I think he needs to go. She just lets him go, though. She's just like, yeah. you can go. Yeah. All right, see ya. And he he's probably like, wait, what? Like, or, <laughs> what? Like, I'm going? You have You're nothing I need me? at this point. Like, goodbye. Yeah. And I think this is, like, the true breaking point now for Allison. Like, she heard what... Um, what uh, Lionel Strong's son said to her, this kind of confirmed Rhaenyra did do something. I guess Rhaenyra, she did lie. She did say, I swear my mother Damon didn't touch me, which obviously he did. But this confirmed something completely different than what Allison was looking for. And I think she's just like, wow, I really have no idea what's going on in this place. And like, I have no allies. No one's around. Like, this is crazy. Um, so, and yeah, this is a good question. Uh, King Cash in the chat said, Cole never heard these Damon rumors. He probably was like, it's over. We broke up. Kill me now. I have the same question too, because in the last episode, when they were bringing, uh, Rhaenyra to the King's room and like all this stuff was happening, like, did he get wind that this is what the situation was? Did, did he just have no idea that like, there's also this situation with Damon? I feel like it was hush hush. Like, I feel like only a handful of people actually know what's going on with that for the most yeah, part it's, it's interesting because like the maester would have had to bring the tea he would be at the door right when the maester brings the tea like it's just very interesting like does he know that people know that it was him like i don't know i'm just it seems the tea could be any kind of tea in those days like upset stomach or <laughs> that's true allison seemed to know though, what that tea meant I don't know how yeah. we, we have to get like a catalog of the teas, like a tea recipe book of like. <laughs> I only know the moon tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is this is rough. Um, we cut to the king's room. He looks like total shit. Like he's like in a chair, Horrible. about to die. He's a mess. There's another maester there though. That's like I prepared these potions. This like herbal situation. I think it's gonna be more effective. And he's like, no. The, the grandmaster's like, nope, leeches have worked so far. We're going to keep doing the leeches. Like, maybe just try the other thing. I don't know. Just give it a try. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but they get the leeches. They bring in milk of the poppy. Lionel Strong is there. Um, and we know, like, Otto knew that Viserys was sick. Now, obviously, Lionel Strong knows that he's very sick. Um, and this is just the worst he looks. Like, his arm is, like, fucked up. Like, it's just, he's a mess. And I was like, oh, man, Viserys, this this has got to be the last we see of Viserys this episode, right? Shockingly, it's not. But um, we'll talk about that when we get there because I'm very confused. I'm appalled to see why. <laughs> I'm, I just, I don't understand. Um, so as he's drinking milk of the poppy, he asks Lionel Strong um, if he'll be remembered as a good king. And he says, what will they say of me? I've neither fought nor conquered or suffered any great feat. Uh, and Lionel Strong's kind of like, well, some might call that good fortune. And he's like, yeah, but that'll hardly make a good song for people to sing at feasts in the future. And Lionel Strong is very honest with him. And he says, you've carried Jaehaerys' legacy uh, to and kept the realm strong. Is it not better to live in peace than to have songs sung after you're dead? And I think this is why the king has always appreciated Lionel Strong. And I think I said in the first episode that I did not like this guy. I actually do like Lionel Strong. After we saw Otto's True Colors and we see that Lionel is really, it feels like he wants actually what's best for the king and he's giving really mm -hmm. good advice and he's honest with him here. And it and it does seem like Viserys appreciates the honesty. And he's like, you know, a lot of people would just blow smoke up my ass and say that like, yeah, I'm the best king there ever was. He's like, but you're, mm -hmm. you know, he's being honest. Uh, and he's like, perhaps you're right. Um, so this is a, an interesting scene, um, but it seems like Lionel Strong was a good choice as the new yeah. 
And he made the Lenore suggestion as well, right? He did. Yeah. So he's he did. just like smart. <laughs> yeah, it feels like he's like the only person that Logical. isn't completely self interested. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. No, I, 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 I agree. Like, I think he seems like the, especially out of his council, he seems like the most level headed one. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will say to go back to kind of what Katie was talking about a little bit earlier, like I thought, first of all, Viserys, I thought there was another great scene for the actor who plays Viserys. Yeah, I thought he's he great. Was, he did an amazing job. But this scene to me seemed like he was going to die. I thought that potion yes. was like, <laughs> yeah. I thought the potion was like, let's put him to sleep quietly. He yep. won't suffer. That's, I honestly thought this was it. And he was giving such a powerful scene. How am I going to be remembered? Blah, 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 blah. And then cut. And then he's still alive. I'm like, wait, what? I thought he really, I thought this was the end for him, but. I do not know how this man is still alive. Like, I do not understand. His limbs are falling off. His skin is like bumbling over. Like, he's throwing up everywhere he goes. Like, I in, in a few minutes he's gonna just start like bleeding from his nose. Like, what the hell? I I just don't understand. I don't understand. That was that was rough. He must he. I don't know. He does ask for the queen though. He says, where is the queen? And Lionel Strong says, like, you know, she's occupied, which is interesting because I feel like she's finally again, like taking a stand maybe against, you know, before she came in, she was nursing his wounds. And now she's like, yeah, I'm busy. Like, you're not, I'm not coming to help you. You drink the milk, the milk of the poppy, you go to sleep. So rough. Um, yeah. And can cash another good point. If he would have helped in the step zones or even just shown up to help strategize, he could have claimed that as a victory, but he, he was just uh, chilling. Yeah, he just like, yeah, I'm just not going to make one move. I'm just not going to do anything. Um, I'm just going to be here. Although, like we said, he is progressive. He's he's naming a queen instead of a king. We'll see. And now we really get to the wedding feast. And this is the rest of the episode. But the rest of the episode takes takes place at the wedding feast. So not even the wedding yet. Yet. But uh, this is the kickoff. This is the kickoff to the celebration. Um did you guys feel like extreme tension when this started? Did you feel like something was going to go down? Because we know, I don't know if George R. R. Martin like has been just to a lot of really bad weddings or if his wedding was really <laughs> bad, but like there's no, is there any wedding that ends up well in the Game of Thrones world? Not that I know of. Yeah, I definitely felt the tension, um, you know, with Damon and Rhaenyra and then just like cold spiraling and like, yeah you know, Allison's entrance, everything like that. Like, it's just like something was going to explode. I just, we, I just didn't know what was going to go down. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I, I feel, I feel like the atmosphere was saying that's something is going to happen. Yes. The air felt thick for sure. Yeah. It was definitely thick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I fully agree. I, I was like, this is not going to end well. And agreed. Maybe George R. R. Martin, maybe has some trauma of unfortunately associated with weddings and he plays it through his, I don't know what's this man's deal with weddings, but yeah, I automatically was like, Oh, this is not going to end well. Um, so. Yeah. Well, it didn't, but we'll talk about what happens before, <laughs> before we get there. Um, Jason Lannister is the first one to come in. We see all these different houses and everybody's here to celebrate the union between the Valerians and the Targaryens. Uh, we see our, our guy Jason again comes up to say, hey, total dick once again. Um, he's like, yeah, you know, where's the queen? I wanted to pay my respects. And Viserys is like, you know, she's still getting ready for the celebration. He goes, oh, well, this is why women don't wage war because they would never get ready for the battle. And Rhaenyra is is funny here. And she's like, you know, you're always such a pleasure. Um, and I <laughs> love like when he walked away, Viserys kind of like they both shared a look. And I thought that was really it was a cute like father daughter. Like, yeah, this guy sucks. Look, that was I really like that um, cute little like 
subtle thing they had there. But this guy sucks. Totally I mean, sucks. I literally wrote, he is such a loser with like three <laughs> R's. Like he he is, just, is a total loser. He's through and through this just big old loser. Like I cannot stand this man. And he's just, when he's on the screen, I'm like, okay, can we keep it going? Like I can't stand right. this man. Right. Uh, part of me is like, what part is he going to play <laughs> moving forward? Because like we keep seeing him and he's just like, is he there just to be like a douche in the background? Or is he, is there a reason that he's here? Who knows? I'm sure we'll find out. But um, total Lannister vibes too. Like, he's this the Lannisters suck like they're total asshole I, I do I do like Tywin Lannister I find him very interesting but and Tyrion you know is Tyrion but um you know questions I think too even if he is truly a Lannister if he was from the Mad King's seed perhaps I know there's some conspiracy theories about that so who knows but um yeah this guy is like Lannister through and through um then Gerald Royce comes up uh and he says you know I'm here. Hey, how's it going? And they're, um, you know, they're paying his paying him respects about Lady Rhea and the Valerians. And they they come in as he's speaking to the to uh, Rhaenyra and Viserys, and they really are rolling deep. They have like a huge group. They had a very cool entrance. We just see all these people with their silver. I guess it's like silver blonde hair coming in. And they just looked very cool, very regal. They just seemed like a very powerful and cool family. So their their entrance was very cool to me. Yeah, they all yeah, look agree. very good looking. <laughs> yeah, very good looking. Very yeah. good looking. Lena has lady. become a, a full grown woman in the course of two episodes. Help? She was like literally a little girl and now she's like a beautiful adult woman. But Allison and Rhaenyra have stayed exactly the same. Making it sense. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't know. Help. Um, okay. Yeah. No, I yeah, I literally wrote like she looks gorgeous. They first Gorge. of all they fixed her wig. Thank God she oh, has God, a Oh nice god, the child's wig, wig was they did terrible. <laughs> they did fix her wig. Y'all, you guys got button. money. What is the wig budget like? What are you right. doing with this money? Better yeah. wigs. Yes, I'm sure. Like, cause she, now that she was an adult, the adult actress was like, "Y'all not gonna have me looking up crazy." Yeah, on no, set. no. Like no. the little girl, she was probably like, "Okay, I'm on set." But this is the girl. She was yeah, like, mm-hmm. I'm in one scene, so like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, she needs a better movie. agent. That little yeah. girl. Someone needs to have her back <laughs> in whatever else she acts in, because that was. I think give her a bonus just for that wig. <laughs> I'm not worried that wig needs a bonus for that poor. Girl. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, speaking of budget, I'm going to jump way back, but Javier, I thought about you and I wanted to ask you, what did you think about the CGI on the ship? Because I thought that looked fake as hell. Fake as hell. I wrote it down. I wrote it down. I did not mention it, but it was terrible. So bad. It was so so bad. I'm so glad you brought it up. Thank you, Katie. I'm so glad. I missed it. I wrote it down too. And I was like, this looks so fake. But then we started talking about the budget. So I was like, oh my God, wait, let me go back to this because it looked so bad. Like the water looked real, but that ship looked like it was totally fake. Like, I mean, uh, mess. But I will say they did do a good part since we're moving back to a few more CGIs. And I forgot to mention this earlier. In the beach scene with Rhaenyra and Lord yes. Lunar, the wa- that that scene looked really good. Like the yes, panning, the look zooming, good. the lighting. I was like, okay, now they have some budget here, I guess. Mm-hmm, but yes, that mm-hmm. so you know, I guess they cancel each other out. One good scene and one shit scene. So yeah, that that ship though was like really bad. I mean, it was like really shitty. <laughs> Terrible. <sighs> something to work on. Something to work on for season two. <laughs> um, so they come in. It's it's you know she. Rhaenyra greets uh, Lenor and they're both like, oh, my betrothed, my betrothed. And they sit down and they have a really nice, you know, entrance. And then we see freaking Damon walk in. What are you doing here, Damon? You were banished away, never to be in the king's sight again. And then you just stroll on in as if you're invited. Um, 
just walks in as if nothing happened. Like, hey, I'm here. I'm here for my niece's wedding. Uh, Viserys looks pissed that he's even there, but they give him a chair. He's able to sit down at the table. I mean, like, what are we doing, Viserys? Why are you even letting this man here? Like, I, I don't it's understand. It's his brother. <laughs> yeah, he needs to move. Like, he needs to move on from this. And you know he killed his... He knows he killed his wife, so he's like... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, everybody's been alluding to that this whole episode. They're like, Mm -hmm. oh, very strange, because she's a seasoned uh, writer and hunter. Yeah. Yeah. She wouldn't have let anyone kill her. Someone must, it must have been someone who knew her, who was able to get her guard down. So they were definitely hinting at that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But no, just go ahead. Just take a seat at the table. Pull pull on up. Enjoy the feast. Um, He, uh, the king starts his speech. He stands up. He starts to welcome everybody. He's saying, you know, it's about time that we've, we're joining these two houses. Alicent, though, interrupts the speech, stands at the door in a stunning green dress. Gorgeous. Takes all the attention out of the room. Um, walks in, interrupting the king's speech. Like, this is a ballsy move. Um, the king is literally giving a toast and a, talking about his daughter and the wedding and the succession of the crown. And I'm just going to, I'm going to choose now to walk in, um, in my gorgeous green, beautiful outfit. She really, I think, steps into her power here and is like very strong. Like she looks like she's captivating when she walks in the room and she, she truly steals all of the attention away from the king. Um, so this is really interesting. And then we see Lionel Strong's two sons, uh, and what is the son's name? Is Clubfoot and Breakbones? Is that their names? I have no idea. Something like that. I don't no know. Breakbones, I think, is the is the knight. He's like supposed to be the best knight in the. I don't know. Maybe I'm making those two names up, but I, I think there's bones. something like that. Um, and uh, and um, you know, they say to each other, you know, like the beacon on High Tower. Do you know what color it glows when Old Town calls its banner to war? And they say it's green. So. Alicent is really showing where her loyalties are, and it is with her family, the High Towers of Old Town. She she's she's taking it back she's taking the power back she realizes that these targaryens are not they do not have her back she is alone and she needs to show where her loyalties lie and they lie with her family and her house and her father um and she's really making that known as she walks through she's almost declaring war like a silent war almost um which is really interesting yeah yeah Yeah. it's uh it's uh I, I guess we'll get into it like later in the season, but like this, I think this is her making her stand. She's wearing the green. Mm-hmm. It's like her side, the green side versus the Targaryen side, which is the black side. Yeah. Um. So she's she's laying it down now. Like I think this is her foothold into, you know, what's going to happen in the time jump and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, the green is a big statement. It's kind of very similar to when like kind of Cersei was like. I'm going full out Lannister. Like, I don't care if I'm a um, Baratheon and she was wearing all the reds and the golds and, and, you know, changing a bunch of the reds and the golds, even though Mm -hmm. technically her children are Baratheon. Uh, But, you know, it's, it's the stance uh, like straight up that they, they have my back. This is, uh, this is my family. Like I want to bring back my power for the right. most part. Mm-hmm. That's where her loyalty lied. Her loyalty lied with the Lannisters and Allison's loyalty lies with the High Towers, And she's, she's really making that known. Yeah. Big foreshadowing energy, but I yeah. will say, I mean, we do know what happens in Game of Thrones and there's no High Towers in Game of Thrones. So That's we can true. kind of work on this. There is is no high towers. 
I don't think that's, that's a spoiler in my that's not a spoiler because I haven't read the books, but we know yeah. what happened. There's no high towers in Game of Thrones. That's all I'm gonna say. So yeah, that's true. We'll <laughs> we will see what happens here. Um in in a few minutes, she does also greet her uncle and she's like, Thank you for coming. And they were like, you know, we were afraid that you would kind of like shrivel in the sun of, of King's Landing with your father gone, and but you know, you're really standing strong and we have your back. So they're basically saying, like, we got you, whatever you need, like you're with us we're with you like we have you um which again like almost feels like it's like they're ready to go to war with this ruling family that conquered the seven kingdoms and created westeros essentially i don't know if that's a good idea but they have dragons you guys i'm just saying like they have dragons you guys don't maybe you just don't <laughs> rough, rough what a mess um so the king picks the speech back up. Uh, she comes over. She she says, uh, congratulations, stepdaughter. What a blessing this is for you. And Rhaenyra's like, oh, shit, like stepdaughter. She realizes something's up. She kind of gives her a, a look. And then Damon is staring at Rhaenyra across the table. He's like not taking his eyes off of her. This is just this dinner is going <laughs> to really there's a lot. There's a lot happening. A lot of dynamics happening here. Um, but Viserys does say, you know, this is just the start. Seven days of celebration. We're going to have tournaments. We're going to have feasts ending with the royal wedding. We look on and Kristen Cole is also, he just like, we keep seeing his POV and he's just like staring off, looking like big sad boy energy in the corner. It's just like, dude, you know what you signed up for. You're really going to mope in the corner. Like, this is a mess. So I don't know. Uh, Rhaenyra and Lanor, they dance as the room watches. And we specifically are seeing Damon and Kristen Cole watching her dance with Lenore. And it's just like, she's created quite a mess for herself, I think, here. <laughs> Rhaenyra. A lot of suitors. Life. <laughs> yeah. Love, love square life. Love square. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. My, um, my favorite thing with this scene was, you can see in the back, Lord Orlis is sipping on wine. And it was just such a memeable moment mm -hmm. to me. He's like, like I see what's going on here. <laughs> this is gonna be a very interesting. Like he like he had the look of like okay, like we'll see what happens here because this mm -hmm. is clearly gonna be a messy situation. Yeah. Yes. He's just sitting back and gonna enjoy the show basically. That's the vibes I got from Lord. Orlis yeah, there. yeah, it's true. I mean, it's true. Um, everybody else starts to get up and dance, um, and this is when uh, uh, a lot happens here. Actually, this is just like when everybody just starts to mingle. But this is when Allison talks to her uncle um gerald then approaches damon and says you know like you have to answer your, for your crimes i don't care if you're a targaryen or if we're in king's landing or what like you need to answer for your crimes and you killed my cousin basically and damon's like who are you like i don't even know who you are <laughs> um and he tells him i'm i'm her cousin he goes oh tragedy i'm positively bereft which was just like you want to hate damon so bad because he's a piece of shit but like he's really good on the show so it's like he just makes it really hard to hate him he's just a captivating character yeah he gives like uh the joffrey vibes but like yeah but like way dull more dulled down and way more likable but right. like plays a villain very well <laughs> he's like a likable villain likeable, yeah. joffrey. nothing no like that's what i mean he's likable yeah, yeah. but joffrey is not like he's a not villainous in the way that joffrey was like his intention is he gets what he wants and he can do what he wants yeah. but mm -hmm. he's actually really likable and has this like um what is it like um suave like <laughs> you know what i mean he's just mm -hmm. the way he does yeah. things are just so like I don't even know how to describe it, but he just, he's just so likable. Yeah. 
he's like weirdly likable yeah he does so many awful things every episode we've seen him do something awful and every episode i'm like oh, i'm not mad yeah, i'm <laughs> I just not met mad. that lady whatever can't stay mad at you damon yeah oh you Y'all bashed your wife's answer. head in with a rock mm, that's okay <laughs> That was going to be my question at the end of the episode. How do y'all still feel about David? Because I know you two are very big David fans. And even after this episode, y'all y'all clearly are still David fans. So he's doing something right. He's just so, he's just being played so well. He is. He is. I'm not rooting for Damon, but I really like watching Damon. Like he's okay. captivating to watch for me. And like, he's so charismatic. And it's just like, I don't know. I feel like he's playing that character really 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 well so shout out to who the actor is matt smith right shout out to him for mm-hmm. um for the way he's playing damon because we want to we want to hate him but but we just can't we can't yeah can i can catch this can amanda kill his wife in the name of love for his niece <laughs> can he not who are we to judge who are we to judge um but anyway, so Damon's like, oh, um, you know, speaking of this, uh, I'm actually going to go back to uh, the Vale and talk about my inheritance. And they're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, you know, we had no heirs. So uh, everything she stands to inherit, she's going to inherit Runestone. So that's actually mine. So after I'm done here, I'm going to fly back there and we're going to talk about that. Um so this is a mess. And Viserys and Lionel Strong are listening. They're like right there. And you can see them listening to this conversation. They clearly know Damon's up to something um, that he probably murdered his wife. And now he's trying to claim Runestone. What are they going to do about it? I don't really know. But they're onto it. They're they're watching. They're listening. They, they definitely know. Damon and Lena also share a little bit of a flirt on the dance floor. Um, she's just like, oh, hey, like... And, you know, she seems into him and he's just like, oh, you know, I'm bad news. And she's like, yeah, we'll see. And it was just very like he's the bad boy and she wanted to see what he had going on. So this was pretty interesting. I'm curious to see where this is going to go. But yeah, this was this was uh, she's an adult. Good for her. Living her life. Yep. Yeah. Um, While right after this. Well, while this is happening, really, Joffrey is talking to Lenor and he realizes, oh, I see um, who Rhaenyra's situationship is. Um, Kristen Cole, and he says, is fully construct by Rhaenyra, <laughs> which I thought was an interesting uh, term to use, fully construct. Um, but Joffrey was like, no, this is a good thing. Like, she knows your secrets and now you know hers. Like, we have a leg to stand on here. So he approaches Kristen Cole and introduces himself. And it's like, you know, I'm deeply invested in this union and so are you. And I know your secret, you know mine. And it's it's really in our best interest to protect these secrets because um, it'll keep the people that we love safe and it'll basically keep each other safe. And Kristen is like, who are you and why are you talking to me? And then I think from here he gets a little upset um, as we come to find out. But this was a really bad move from Joffrey. Yeah, I'm not sure why he felt like he should just walk up to someone and this person's spiraling already. So like, this is not, not the move. (laughs) This was like really bold. Like you're celebrating your boyfriend's wedding. Like maybe just wait until all of this is over and approach this in a little bit more of a diplomatic way or just don't say anything at all. Like let Laner handle it. Like you don't need to get involved with this dude. Like this was a bad move. Did did you two feel like I don't know. To me, this was a moment of a very like, how does this man know that Sir Cole and her are like hooking up? Like, 
it felt very premature to have this conversation at first. I was like, wait, how do these two know that they're how, you know, like, I don't know if y'all right. didn't get that vibe, but I was like, what's going on here? Like, why does he know this about Sir Cole? So, I yeah, I think, yeah, I guess like Chris and Cole is just staring off and like follow his eyes are just following her near around the room and he looks like a sad puppy. So he assumes, but, you know, I think in the beginning too, when he was like, you know, obviously someone, you know, she's got someone, you've got someone, we just have to find out who it is. And I think he's like, oh, I figured it out. Look at this guy. Look at him. Um, but it still is a pretty big assumption. Like you still don't know. And you're approaching this man that you don't even know and making this really bold, like you're kind of like blackmailing him a little bit. And it's like, you don't even know this guy. I, I don't know. It seemed that seemed like a really bad decision. I mean, it clearly was as we find yeah. out, but I mean, maybe you should have just waited. And he's also like, really problematic and he's outing Lenor. like Lenor is not out as this in gay like god forbid sir cole is not a who he thinks you know what i'm saying like this could have gone i mean it did right. go terribly but it could have gone even worse for the you know for Lenor. you know what i'm saying like it's right. just very bad move on all parts for by joffrey another joffrey yeah. messing up another joffrey i know we can't up. trust the joffrey in this exactly. in this world it's we just can't yeah this was like this was just terrible i mean he was even like speaking like full volume and even later it's like dude can you stop like what are you doing and yeah this was huge miscalculation from our guy joffrey here while though this is happening damon is approaching rhaenyra on the dance floor and things get a little steamy really quickly they start speaking to each other in high valerian he cuts in um and he's like, this isn't you. Like, you don't want this. Um, this guy's going to bore you. He's a great guy. And he's, and you know, he's noble. But um, yeah, like, this is going to bore you. This is not what you want. And she, and Viserys is like looking on, trying to like keep his eye on what's going on in the crowd. I thought this was like, honestly, kind of funny from Viserys. Maybe it wasn't meant to be, but he was like, what the fuck is going on? And he was like looking, peeking. And then he's just like cutting his chicken. Like he's like yes. about to cut the rest of his fingers off. He's like, I don't know what he's doing. He's mangling this chicken, <laughs> really angrily eating. It was just very funny to me. I don't I don't know if it was meant to be, but I found it very funny. Um, I did and, too, Katie. Don't worry. Okay, like, good. I'm glad. Because so he's like really cutting into and, his yes. chicken. And it's like, like, he can't even keep the knife straight. It's yes. like flopping all over the place. Yeah, he was I agree. It was... It, I don't think it was meant to be comedic, but I agree with you. I was also like, this is yeah. really funny to me. Yes, it was very funny. Um, and she's like, okay, well, you know, I thought it was you who said, you know, marriage is just a political arrangement, basically. And he's just like, this is going to bore you. This isn't for you. She's like, okay, then take me. Like, cut your arm, right? Take take your your uh, sword and cut through my father's king guard. Take me to be your wife and take me to Dragonstone and we'll rule, whatever. And... Um, He's like grabbing her. It looks like they're about to like make out in the middle of the dance floor. Like, guys, what are you, what are we doing here? <laughs> and then we hear a scream. Viserys is like peeking around. Like, what is, she, what is he like about to make out with my daughter? Like, didn't I kick him out for this? And then we hear a scream. People are falling all over the place. Rhaenyra gets shoved. Chaos ensues. Uh, and it's just Sir Kristen Cole beating the living shit out of Joffrey in the middle of the floor. Oh, okay. No big deal. Nothing to see here. Um, what the fuck? He even punches Lenor in the face. Lenor pushes him off, and then he just punches Lenor right in the face, which I didn't notice the first time I watched. I just noticed on this rewatch I just did. Um, what is this man doing? Rhaenyra's in danger. She's getting shoved. Uh, Lionel Strong. Everybody's looking on, by the way. The king doesn't say, like, hey, stop. What are you guys doing? He's like, no one is coming in with, like, any sense of authority here. They're just letting it happen. Corliss is just standing there. Lionel Strong, like, 
gestures to his son to go like save Rhaenyra. Why isn't anybody doing anything? Why is everybody just letting this happen? It's so bizarre. Yeah, there was no sense of urgency. Yeah, nothing. Like, no one was concerned. No one tried to stop Sir Cole. Like it was very much like, okay, fine. He wants to go wild on Joffrey, and then let him be, let him do what he wants to do. It was very maybe they're just both very unimportant. Honestly, yeah. I guess. But even still, like he's ruining the night. Like he's ruining the celebration, and they're all he's just ruining like, the wedding. What? Right? Like what mm -hmm. the hell's going on? Oh, oh, there's just a man getting beaten to death. Like his face is becoming mush in the middle eh, of the floor. They do that. Oh, no big deal. That no guy deal. stabbed that other guy in that one episode. Like it happens. <laughs> yeah, whatever. What are you gonna do? Right. Um. Yeah, it's weird. Even the rest of the Kingsguard wasn't like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like no one. Whatever. It was weird. Yeah. Christian then, Cole like, just snapped. Yeah, it was yeah. also just to add, like, Rhaenyra is the future queen and she's like being thrown down. And there was no urgency for her there either. It was, no, like, no one cared. Like, no one was afraid. This could have been a coup. Like, they, they clearly didn't watch the Red Wedding because clearly they were not. <laughs> it hasn't happened all. yet. It's too right. years no, exactly. later. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Very much like, hello, like, someone needs to step in and do something. Same. I mean, Lainor too. It's like they both. This is the this is the succession of the crown, and no one is jumping in to be like, "Oh my God, is Rhaenyra oh, okay?" God. Until Lionel Strong gestured to Breakbones, like, "Go, you know, go do something here." Um, it's it's very yeah. That was interesting. Um, really interesting. And then we see, yeah. After you know the commotion continues, we realize that it is Christian Cole, and he's he's beating Joffrey literally to death. Um, he. I don't know. What did you guys read? from this because this again really rough look for our guy Kristen cole this episode we are out i'm uh, i'm out on Kristen cole yeah I, I i felt like it was the end of him at that point like he literally just wants to die like he yeah. literally doesn't even want to live mm -hmm. at this point yeah no Kristen cole literally hit rock bottom this episode yeah very rapid decline for a character who i thought was going to be yeah. long for this game for this show like i expected more for this character and now i don't know where he's gonna go moving forward i don't see i don't know what his story's gonna be in the time jump especially because this is like i think this is a huge deal like this is not gonna just be i don't think you could just sweep this under the rug like oh he just killed no. somebody at the wedding there has to be some consequences here you know yeah so. this seems like it was a very rash decision he seems to have just lost his mind i don't know i guess it's the combination of everything that's gone on it's he's he's living with this guilt of sullying his oath he thought that maybe he loved Rhaenyra and she I guess denied him in his own head even though she didn't really I mean like what do you again what we talked about before what do you really think is going to happen here then this guy it's the queen knows now and then this guy is like hey I know so I'm gonna blackmail you and he just lost his shit he just lost his mind um Poor Lenor, though. This is horrible. I mean, everybody clears out. This is the other thing. Everyone just leaves. Everyone's just like, well, I guess celebration's over. There's a dead guy on the floor. Like, no one's... It's just very weird. Check the reaction to this is so strange. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lain poor Lenor, though, sobbing, crying, realizes what happened. This poor guy. I mean, this really sucks for him. Really sad. And Sir Cole, like, it was gruesome. It was a gruesome, gruesome. killing. Like, he dismembered this guy's brains... It was what I when they pan. I didn't think they would pan to it. But when they pan to it, I was like, "Oh shoot, this is yeah." That made my stomach out. turn. Yeah. yeah, that was a lot. Intense. Yeah, was it was a lot. lot. That was a lot. Um, 
Yeah, poor Lenore. Feel really bad. His sobs were very, very sad sobs. Um, and then we have a very rash, very, very quick wedding. Uh, seemingly the same night, the blood puddle, the yeah. puddle of blood is still on the floor. Like they couldn't even clean up the blood off the floor to, to have this wedding. It was very intimate, small with the family. The queen was not there um, because she was outside because Kristen Cole was at the Godswood uh, and putting his sword down putting his cloak down, getting ready to take his own life. He, he he probably sees no way out of this. He's like, okay, this is the end for me. Like, I ruined my life. Rhaenyra ruined his life, in, maybe in his own mind. I don't know if he's blaming her or not. Um, and he's about to stab himself in the stomach and, and take his own life until the queen just says, like, Sir Kristen, and stops him. So we'll see what happens there. But she she stopped him from, from doing it. And then we see um, a very small wedding. Poor Lena is still crying. Like, this is like, even it looks like Rhaenyra is crying. Like, everybody's upset. This is not a happy occasion. Um, they kiss on the cheek. And then Viserys passes out. So <laughs> it's a great day. <laughs> I thought he was dead. I was like, oh, Viserys is dead. Like, he's definitely dead here. But then we see him in the fucking preview in 10 years time or whatever, however many years ahead this is. And he's still alive. Like, first of all, how could they have ruined this cliffhanger for us? Why did they not let us just think he was dead and surprise us in the next episode? Why would they show us? Yeah, that's stupid as hell. That was very bad on their end. Yeah, I don't understand it. You didn't have to show him in the preview. (laughs) Right, like, we didn't need to see that. We could have just seen, like, the adult actors. Like, I just don't... Why would they... But I'm also shocked. Like, how he, this man is on death's door. How is he still alive in... He's blood. At least 10 years ahead. Yeah, I mean, yeah. clearly they're making some good potions. These maesters, they they know modern medicine better than modern medicine right? at this point. You just need leeches, honestly. <laughs> Maybe they tried that potion that that other maester suggested yeah. and it ended up working. Who knows? It's pretty wild. Um, but we're meeting say... our actor. Oh, go ahead. No, no, sorry. Just because before we move on from the scene with where Sir Cole's almost about to kill yes. himself, I thought the the camera work there was very like that scene was really that was like a very like intense scene because yeah. they kept panning from him to the wedding, to him. Yeah. And I thought they did a really good job of like really bringing up the tension in the scene. And I thought that was really well done in terms of the videography yes. at the time. I thought that was a really good scene at the end. So I just wanted to highlight that because I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I actually thought that about the whole wedding. I feel like they really like interstitched a lot of really interesting scenes together. Like uh, I-, I thought that that part of the episode and the storytelling there was really great. Um, and I totally agree. I felt like you really felt the weight of both what was happening with uh, Kristen Cole and you felt the weight of the wedding. Um, and then I think even them panning to the blood on the floor to see, to show you just like how quick that really was and how mm-hmm. heavy of a situation. I thought that, I thought it was really, really well done. Um, I'm upset that we're coming from this episode where I feel like we really hit a peak of the storytelling and then we're cutting really far ahead. So I'm a little nervous that we are going to lose some of the momentum that we have here and some of the plot. Like, as someone who didn't read the books and doesn't know what to expect moving forward, I don't know if you guys agree. I know, Chanel, you've read some and, and you're in the middle of the book now. Like, do you feel like this was earned? Do you feel like we're going to lose a little bit? Do you feel like it's going to be a little tough to kind of get used to this like huge jump ahead? Because so much has happened here. Like, Rhaenyra is married now. Like, so much has gone on. Alicent is basically declaring war. The king is very sick. Like, Joffrey just died, Kristen Cole, and now we're Damon. What's going on with Damon? And it's just like we're jumping so far ahead that we're going to miss the immediate outcome of a lot of these situations. I think uh, we'll be just fine where we end up. Um, I think there's a bit of momentum that's gained over because it's a 10 year jump. Mm-hmm. 
So I think there's some a little bit of momentum that's gained over time uh, to lead up to this. Uh, so we're not missing much in the ten okay. years. I uh, at least I, I don't think so. I think I think this is a good spot to end up. Uh, honestly, um, like I said, the books were hi- basically a history book, so right. it's just like you know. I think. I don't think they would add a 10-year jump without it being justified. I think uh, the people running it right now have been telling a really good story overall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Minus some of the weird CGI uh, decisions and wig decisions. But um, they've been telling a good story so far. I don't think they would ruin it like this um, by doing a 10-year jump. I think I th- I, th- I think we'll be just fine. Okay, I think it will work out. Better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will agree, though, Katie. I am also very nervous. I'm usually pretty anti big time jumps in TV shows because yeah. mm-hmm. most shows in my opinion do not do them well they mm-hmm. leave a lot out they leave they leave too many questions open for me um and it, I agree this episode like I said was my favorite of the season they ended off on such a high note right and I there's gonna be a lot of explaining to do for a 10-year gap and then to joy, jump into this gap so I'm optimistic because I really enjoyed this episode and I think they're gonna do a good job with it but I'm definitely nervous to see how they're going to tie everything together in the time jump. Yeah, I'm nervous too. Like, I, I just feel like I'm so invested in this time period that we're in now. And I will be invested in the future as well. It's just going to be so interesting because, like, we see Aegon mm-hmm. as, like, a tween. Where we see these other kids. It's like, oh, now we're going to have to, like, learn who all these kids are. And it's like, it just things are going to be so different. So I think it's, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see where this story starts to end up. I am upset though that they let us know Viserys is still alive. Like, I feel like that would have been perfect cliffhanger. We didn't have to see it in the preview. That felt like a little bit of a spoiler. Like we didn't need to know that he was still living in the future. Yeah. Especially for like some of us, like I'm really trying not to read much because mm-hmm. a lot of articles spoil things. It's, you know, the materials out there, everybody knows what's going to go, what's going to go on if you look for it. So for someone like me who just expected like, oh, this is it for him to see him in the preview. I was like, what? How does this guy? So that was a little bit of a questionable decision in my my opinion from the production team. But we'll see where it goes. I'm open minded. Obviously, I'm really enjoying where we've been so far. So we have some stuff to look forward to next week. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited too. me too. Any closing thoughts? I have one episode thought and then a closing thought okay so episode thought i I don't know if i don't think we touched upon during the wedding scene there came a point when damon was kind of like courting lena right like there seems to be i don't think i don't know if we touched upon that but is there a relationship brewing there is damon and lena gonna be are we gonna see that i'm now i'm thinking the 10-year time jump are we gonna have damon and lena with kids i don't know like they could do that i don't know so I'm very Could Damon do that. You can see know. next episode. <laughs> it's also no. in the preview. <laughs> it was in the preview. Man. There was some stuff with with her in the preview. Yeah. There was like a lot of jumping around in yeah. the preview. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did allude to some things. Uh, again, I, I'm unspoiled, so I don't know what to expect. Yeah. But yeah, Javier, I'm with you. I I talked about it a little bit with her, kind of like being intrigued by him yeah. and he was kind of like oh just get to know me and it just mm-hmm. seemed like you know they had like this interesting like flirt mm-hmm. on the dance floor but i guess we'll see what happens yeah i'm excited for the next episode yeah, yeah. it makes me sad in the sense that like i really like lena and i kind of don't want her with damon i want to see her more of her and if she's with damon i don't know if things are going to end well for her but we'll see what happens it'll be a new lena anyway at this point True. right so wow Fair. three lenas 
three Lena three Lena's. <laughs> three Lena's six episodes. That's crazy. Well, I'm interested to see, and again, I don't know what's going to happen, and I, I want to definitely find out next week and see where we go, but it will be interesting if uh, Damon ends up with Lena and Rhaenyra ends up with Lenor. It's like, that's very interesting. This house is married in two different places. We'll see what goes on. If that's if that's where we go, It's mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see where Corliss's loyalties lie and how that all plays out, so we shall see if that's where we end up, but... I guess we'll find out in a couple of days because it is Thursday. So we only have a couple more days oh, to go. Oh, damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what was your closing episode thought? Oh, so closing episode thought, when we came into the episode, I was saying I'm super, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was great. And I think on a first watch, it was great. Like it was super high packed, super intensity, a lot of moving forward with the story. But as we started to delve into like, especially with Sir Cole, Sir Kristen Cole, yeah. as we talk more about the episode, I started to notice a lot of things that to me were kind of like unfortunate storytelling moments. Mm. I think they did a really, in my opinion, a poor job of handling Sir Kristen Cole. And it makes me really sad because I like this character. And I feel like it was too rapid of a decline for a character who I thought was going to have a much brighter future in the show. Yeah. And they also introduced Joffrey too and then killed him off. So what's going to happen with right. this Lenore gay storyline? So it's just those two things that when I was watching the episode for the first time, I was just like, oh, this is a great episode. As we delve into the episode a little bit more, those two little story points definitely take a little bit off. It's still a really great episode, but those two things I just want to mention, like, as we talked about it, it changed my opinion of the episode a little, which is kind of another reason why I really enjoy this podcast, because it makes me think a little bit deeper into the show. So, Yeah, I I feel the same way. I think, um, you know, when I do a first watch, I, I typically watch it on Sunday. I don't take any notes. I'm just watching it just to watch mm-hmm. it. I'm not really thinking about the podcast. And then I'll I'll do a rewatch before the podcast to take notes and like really think through what we, what we watched. Um, and I think I enjoyed it more on the first watch. I didn't dislike it on my second watch, but I do agree. Like there are a lot of still open questions that I don't feel like were explained to me with Joffrey and like what his motivations were. Like, yeah, he wants to protect Lenor, but like he was totally reckless in that situation. And I know there's a quote out there from George R. R. Martin that talks about how like there's really nobody that we could root for in this show. Like everybody's kind of gray. Um, mm. But I kind of was like, well, we have Christian Cole. Like, yeah, everybody else like Rhaenyra, you know, she has her moments. We root for her. But, you know, she makes a lot of questionable decisions. Damon, we know. Viserys, he's not a great king, but he seems like a nice guy. Like there's, you know, there's a black and white to everybody. Um, you know, that's why everybody is a little bit gray in the show. But I think, uh, you know, I at least thought Kristen Cole was going to be like, well, this is like our knight, you know, like he's our, mm-hmm. our honorable knight. Nope. Big no. And it, it felt like maybe they did want to hit us with that shock factor, but it was totally shocking. It was totally shocking to me. But it, you're right. It did feel like it was a really, a really fast uh, heel turn for him, mm-hmm. for sure. Chanel, any closing thoughts from you? Any any last uh, last points? No. Um, I think um, I like the episode. I I think a lot went down. I think they told just enough context for us to move on to next week. Mm-hmm. I'm very I'm I will I am again sad that the young act actors and actresses are leaving us, but I'm very excited for the older ones. Uh, to come in and uh carry it on so yeah i'm i'm stoked i i did not i did not mind this episode whatsoever do we know if we're getting a new Kristen cole i mean obviously i'm assuming that he's still in the i show, have no cause... idea interesting all right i guess we'll see i guess we'll see shout out to millie alcock though she plays rhaenyra young rhaenyra and she's done an incredible job yeah. this whole time um shout she's, she's been her. really really Fully great agree. 
Yeah. And Allison, I, I unfortunately don't remember the name of Allison's actor, but I feel like, like I said in the beginning of the episode, this felt like it was the breakout episode for her. So I'm just bummed that like we got this one really great right. Allison episode and then we're going to, we're leaving her in the past and we're moving on to future Allison. But they've done great. It's sad that, you know, I, I think a lot of the original series was us like growing with the, the actors and the characters. So it's kind of a bummer that we're going to lose these characters that like really introduced us. But I have faith. I have faith in the casting. I think I think we'll we'll grow to love the the older actors too. So we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Cool. Well, this was a fun one, you guys. Chanel, where can everyone find you? We'll start closing out and and do our plugs. Yeah. So y'all can find me on Twitch, Twitter, TikTok at Coder Girl Chan. Uh, mostly on Twitch. Um, doing all things variety and coding related. Awesome. Javier, where can the people find you? So you can find me at underscore the Starboy on Twitter, where I tweet about all kinds of shows um, and have lots of thoughts that and opinions that I love to share there as well. I like to put them on silent podcast, but I also love to share them on Twitter. So if you want to hear my thoughts on more different type of shows and different things, follow me there. Amazing. Um, and you guys can follow me on Twitter at RealSlimKatie. You can follow me on Twitch as well at twitch.tv slash RealSlimKatie with an underscore. Just did a cooking stream right before this, which was my first one ever, which was a lot of fun. Um, uh. So I might do those a little more often. But um, yeah, lots of variety stuff going on over there. Farming games and cozy games, sometimes scary games. So, you know, check me out if you would like to. Um, you can also hear me on Zion Podcast talking all things Real Housewives Universe uh, on The Cool Water Show along with my co-host Carrie. We just wrapped up this se- terrible finale of mtv's uh well or i guess cbs is the challenge the challenge usa um so that's coming to a close tbd on my involvement moving forward i'm just very sour on the challenge in general because of that (laughs) finale but listen to that podcast if you want to hear all my thoughts about it um you can also find me we are going to start recording um the high ground again which is our star wars podcast so andor is out the first three episodes came out this week um we don't have a date yet when the first episode is going to drop but we will be covering it so check us out there um myself naomi and isaiah may have a guest or two on there as well um I think we're going to be coming out with a new feed. So definitely check that out. Um, I think we're, we're leaning toward releasing a feed for all of our nerdy scripted stuff. So we'll start plugging that here too. So if, if you, if you aren't interested in the reality stuff, but you are interested in hearing us talk about, uh, uh, house of the dragon or Andor or Marvel stuff or anything of that nature, you'll have a dedicated feed to that soon. So we'll start to make sure that we promote that once it's out. Um, but in the meantime, you can find us uh, on Twitch if you would like to watch along with us and on YouTube. Um, we post a lot of our content live as we record. So we love having just friends and, and um, engagement in the chat. So please feel free to watch us live if, you, if you're listening later and you would like to check us out. So we're on Twitch at Silent Podcasts. Um, you can find us on YouTube at Silent Podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Silent underscore Podcasts. And then you can listen to us anywhere where you listen to your um, audio podcasts. So check us out on apple podcast app on pocket casts on spotify on uh on google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast you can find us most likely so check us out there give us a rating give us a review um we of course prefer five stars it helps us get discovered and helps us come up a little further in the search algorithm if you if you would like to support us that is a free way to do so so um check us out there and then um until next time we will be back again next week with older actors so check us out and see what our opinions are there um we'll talk to you then Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.